There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirless and joining me today, Jess, and we are talking Dirt Gently, Episode 6, Fix Everything. Yeah, I kind of feel like they have to because this thing has gone off rails at this point. Worse. So it's crazy. Um, let me see. We actually started this episode, though, in the past, like the way past. Mm-hmm. And this person who's creating a machine, and we have no idea what this machine does. And oh, what is that? He keeps sacrificing his pets to it, which, let me tell you, I was getting a little upset. I'm like, all right, you need to stop. Stop with the pad. This still didn't upset me as much as a creature where they were giving, they were sacrificing animals to to the vampire. Yeah. Um, Alvarez goes to the chief and, you know, trying to say, I lost my partner, we need to go in there. And the chief is just acting like it's no big deal. Totally nonplussed at the murder of one of his detectives. Yeah. Anybody who's watched anything in regards to police on TV, in movies, you know that is not the way it cops goes down. don't like it when other cops get killed. No. In fact, I would say they hate it. I would say even unrelated cops hate it. So, the fact that this dude is not only trying to cover up an entire murder investigation, he also totally doesn't care that one of his dudes just got killed. Right. Seems shady. And then, of course, because Alvarez is pushing, he's like, you're one of them, aren't you? And he's like, you're suspended. And then he's like, you're fired. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. I mean, this guy... I'd be, like, calling my union rep, dude. Right? For reals. <laughs> you got rights. Yeah, things are weird and not good. Uh, Todd and Dirk end up back at the house after they've escaped. Do we, wait, do they have a kitten? Or they couldn't find a kitten again, could they? Wait, did they lose that cat? I think they did lose the cat. They're terrible finders. Yeah. You terrible are a horrible keepers. detective. Um, You're the worst pirate I've ever seen. So they end up back at Todd's place. They run into Farrah. And Todd's like, could you take care of Dirk and, like, sh- get him where he needs to go? Because I have to do something. Because Amanda's upstairs, he decides, you know what? Now's the time I'm going to talk to Amanda. Before I lose my nerve. Terrible and, idea. And, yeah. Again, I'm thinking, no, don't do it. Save yourself. Well, he tells Amanda. Amanda is pissed. And rightfully so. Yeah, of course. Obviously, she is very, very upset. And she sort of says she needs time to process it, which is... More than she should even actually. Um, did she really say that, or did she say you're a piece of crap when you hide in the bathroom and call mom back? I think maybe it was more along the lines of what you said. Well, Dirk and Farah, what what we leave with there, are off trying to figure out some information, and they have the machine, and all of a sudden Dirk is like, "Wait, it's all connected. I know this." It's like, how do you get these? Like, weird glimpses. I don't get it. I still don't get it. Clarity. These moments of clarity that everyone else is totally missing. I don't know. Then he just starts screaming, I'm dark gently. And, oh, guess who finally heard that? The one person that has been looking for you for all this time. Right. Bart. And she starts shooting at you, and 
I love you. He's like, I've been shot. Now, here was my question to you. Because it didn't matter how often Bart was, like, shot at or thrown. Like, she didn't get hit. But Dirk got hit? But did he really? Um, I think, I think actually, she misses him. And he thinks he's gotten shot, and he's not... I was going to say, because he kept grabbing his arm, but there was, like, no blood. There was no blood. So I'm thinking that she was... That, for some reason, he's invulnerable to her, just the way she's invulnerable to everyone else. Oh, okay. In which case, all of these, like, really, really nightmarish scenarios were... They almost die. He's not even at, like, any chance of dying. It's just he's putting everyone else in more of a peril. Which kind of is crabby. The usual person, in my opinion. But maybe if they're with their assistant, could be like it could still happen. Well, that's the thing is that is that Farrah is able to injure Bart. We've never seen this. So she she shoots her and throws her off. Well, she stabbed her. Or she stabbed her, she and stabbed then she throws her uh, down, like, some, like, flight, a flight of stairs? It or was, well, off the, off the stairs, it was kind of a rampish. Yeah, something like that. It ended up being, yeah, it was like this spiral staircase, and it turns out it was just like a piece of art. It wasn't even, like, a stair. It's a staircase to nowhere. Super weird. It's like, wow, I'm going to go to Winchester. Nice. But it's weird because... Bart and Dirk have that moment when they're like, wait a minute, you're just like me. Were you in the program? And they were saying it at the same time. Yes. Which, first of all, how hard is that going to be? It's going to be difficult. It's like... Your timing has to be absolutely right. Oh, I get to see that being weird. And then that's when Farah actually stabs her in the leg. And I think it was more that she was so off guard and so focused on Dirk that there was no way for her to be like, the universe can save me because they were in like that... Well, and, it, well, and I mean, oneness. <laughs> well, and you're at the eye of the storm, too. I mean, how, if, if all of these things are revolving around these two people and all of a sudden they're together, you know, does that invalidate what's going on because they're so close? But then why didn't, uh, maybe she's just really, really bad shot and that's why she didn't hit her. <laughs> um, but I don't know. We don't know. Actually, because we've said before that Jess and I have watched this. This is being recorded after they've aired. And we've watched the next one already. So it still doesn't explain anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. So don't well, no, be I'm, like, well, what? I feel what like happened? there's still no proof, but I still, I'm still holding true to the, to my theory from the beginning where they're vulnerable, but only to like each other's assistant. And Farrah was the assistant in this yeah, moment. That's what I'm thinking. Because Maybe. honestly, she's like, we haven't seen, uh, what's his name hurt anyone? But Ken. real Ken, but uh, I really think, like I, I don't know. At the time, I really was thinking it's more a story about the assistants than it is how they change, how oh. how they, than it is about Dirk. That's interesting. And, but I don't know. That's because what I Ken was able to do stuff that he didn't know. Like he gets her, he gets Bart into an elevator, a service elevator. Well, they don't have a key, but because she's there, like he's able to, like hotwire it. Yeah. Which he was not expecting to be able to do. And he does say, like, you know, because he gets her back into the hotel. He's like, nobody's seen you mm-hmm. bleeding, and I'm carrying you in. Like, nobody paid any attention to this. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was kind of weird that they were able to do it. So apparently the universe is looking up to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry, because I think it's funny. So we're gonna be, <laughs> it's funny, like, weird, not funny, haha. Um, so we're going to stick with Bart and Ken. You know... Bart is in the tub, and she's just screaming and wallowing. And this is when Ken does see that the guy that she 
inadvertently killed by having him come by and he got hit by a car or bus, whatever it was, was like a really bad dude. And Bart's just in the bathroom like, I'm dying. I'm dying. He's like, you're not dying. You're fine. You were stabbed. You're fine. But what? Why didn't you kill Dirk? And she's like, maybe it wasn't the right time. There's still stuff happening. And he's got to like give her a pep talk. And he's like, no, we're on the right track. This is all supposed to happen. Everything's connected. Which is weird, because he finally realizes it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, well, we need to get you patched up. So he pulls the knife out of her leg, and she screams, and then she punches him. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just, like, weird it, and funny. I feel like it's that was a normal reaction. Like, you hurt me, I'm not you. Yeah, I guess. But honestly, no, it was very, uh, it, again, it uh, suits our point earlier where, you know, she doesn't understand anything that's going on. She was, she had to be super sheltered, but like, she doesn't understand like any kind of, like almost uh-huh. any kind of like training well, program. Well, she said she'd never gotten hurt. Right. Uh, well, and think about it, almost any kind of training program, like I'm not talking black ops, because obviously I don't know how they train them, mm-hmm. but like almost any other kind of training program, if you want to be a police officer, if you want to be a corrections officer, if you want to be in the military, you're going to have to go through all these rigorous, like crazy, like tests, including like tear gas and like. All kinds of, like, nutty crap that we subject our people to. Right. And she's, like, got no clue. And I, like, obviously, I can't imagine it felt great being stabbed, but she's totally unprepared for it. She's, like, having a panic attack with it. It was kind of funny, though. It was great. No, it was great TV. Don't get me wrong. It's like, oh, I'm dying. You're not dying. It's like every everybody at work when we get a paper cut. It's like, ah, it's the worst pain ever. It's true. And then she actually got stabbed. So, I mean, it's a whole different world, but still. Well, at least with the stabbing, you go into shock. Right. The and paper cut just keeps burning. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is what we talked about. Sorry. Um, we have Alvarez, who obviously is ticked because he's not a cop, and he leaves, and he has Corgi with him, which... Grant that dog? Huh? Did he steal the dog? He kind of did. Well... The dog got loose because they didn't have him at the station, which was good, mm-hmm. because the crazy captain would have probably done something. Right. But he finally starts to realize, and he's also drunk off his ass, by the way, that Lydia is actually in the dog. Because mm-hmm. he's like, okay, if you're Lydia, bark once. Okay, bark once, turn around. Sit down and bark again. Right. And the dog does all this, and it's like... Holy crap. Okay, we gotta figure this out. And I loved it because he's, he's like getting all excited. And is that not like the best corgi in the world? God bless this, whoever trained this dog deserves a medal. It's amazing. I'm surprised that the queen hasn't stolen it from me. Like honestly, <laughs> the queen really likes corgi. That's what I hear. Well, flashback to Todd and Amanda who's still ticked and he's, she's like, I'm calling mom and dad. And she's in the bathroom. Well, Alvarez busts in and He's like, what's going on? You're going to tell me who's in the bathroom. Because he's like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And the corgi is barking at the door. Mm-hmm. And we get Amanda and we go to her. She's having an episode. And it's like she is underwater. And you see her screaming. And it was really creepy. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those things, like, when you see it, you kind of experience it. Right. I don't know about you, but, like, I felt like my my chest was getting tight. And I'm like, oh, my God, she can't breathe. And you're just getting, like, stressed. Mm-hmm. Make her breathe. Because I like her character, and I want her to be there. And it's like, oh, God, what's going to happen? What, how is it going to fix? And Alvarez won't let him in. And he's like, my sister's sick. You don't understand. And he's putting a gun at him, screaming, you know, get down, get down. He finally talks him into it. He gets her out. And he's, she's like, you know, Alvarez is like, what did you do to her? 
Like, I'm not. She has a disease. She thinks she's drowning. So they're, they're going to get her out into the hospital because she could die. Right. Because these things are just so realistic. There's no way to not. Well, and right. Yeah. She, I mean, she could frighten herself to death, but also, I mean, you could say psychosomatic, but honestly, if your brain tells your body that you can't get any air, you're not getting any air in, you know, it's kind of terrifying, but thankfully they get outside and the rowdy three are there to save Amanda again. Oh, I'm so grateful for them right in this moment. Yeah. Cause you know, they save her. She's okay. And Todd's like, Oh my God, I'm so glad. And then, I'm sorry, she is still mad at him, but she's being a major bitch at this point. Because she's like, you're a piece of shit, and I can't stand you, I didn't want to see you. And he's like, you know, you almost just died, and your brother almost had a fucking heart attack. I'm sorry. You'd think that death would, almost dying would give you a little bit of perspective. You can be pissed, but maybe gotta look back a notch. Be like, I'm not ready to talk to you. I don't know. And then she, like, rips up the $10,000 lottery. lottery ticket. I was about to cry for that. Because I'm like, it's a $10,000 lottery ticket. I know, right? I'm like, I'm like, be as mad as you want, bitch, but you can leave the Take lottery money. Thank you. He owes you that. You probably owe that in doctor bills. Right. Easy. Right. And then we have the weird bald guys, the, let's just call them Zeds. Mm-hmm. And the rowdy three who have saved Amanda, but they beat the crap out of them and end up taking Amanda with them. And Alvarez is just like, wandered off. I don't know. He disappears. Why does he disappear when all of a sudden the Zeds are like, all right, we're taking Todd. Mm-hmm. What the heck? You were just like all gung-ho five seconds ago. Where did you go? Now we flip back to Dirk and Farah, who are trying to figure out what to do, what they need to do with this machine. Because they don't know what it's for. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fine, we need help. I'll call the FBI guy. Which is a bad move. We yeah, as the yeah. audience know that. But... They do not in the storyline. Hindsight, yeah, 2020. And so he knocks her out and ends up putting her in the trunk, which we'll find out later, and takes Todd and ultimately takes him to the Gordon. Gordon. I'm like, what is his name? Gordon. And Gordon has a whole little back and forth with uh, the chief of police. And he's like, oh, you know, there's people and we need to not have, you know, all these people know what's going on. But there's nobody else in charge. What's going on? What did you do? Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. And he's like, why are you rising? And Gordon, I mean, I really like the actor, but like the way they're playing him, I want to punch that guy in the face too. Cause he's just, he seems like creepy. Almost like he's getting to like, I dwell in a, in a basement and I haven't seen any real light in like 20 We're years. We're <laughs> It's like, stop. I feel like they changed his voice. Yes. His voice isn't the same. And so now it, it's more... It's, like, creepier. Yeah, it's lower, it's more sinister-sounding, and, uh, I mean, he's he's trying to turn into the villain, basically, but, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, just, like, you know, I feel like he's a weird creeper that, you know, he needs to go around and tell people he lives in your neighborhood or something. Right, exactly. He's got a windowless panel van. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, very little finger. Anyway... If you listened to us before and be with friends, you know what we're talking about. Yes. Um, so Todd and Dirk are reunited, kind of, as prisoners of the Zuds and Gordon. And thinking, okay, Gordon's going to tell him the grand scheme, you know, grand plan. And he's putting a gun at him and, and he's like, what's going on? What is all this? Tell me what's going on. And I love it because Todd's just like, what the hell? 
I thought you were bringing us here to tell us what's going on and where right, to meet right. us. And it's that whole back and forth, like, no, no, you tell me what's going on right now. He's like, what do you mean, me tell you? You need to tell me what's going on. And it was just kind of, where's my dog? And he's like, where's the girl? And then all of a sudden, Dirk's like, where's the machine? Wait. Who are you? Wait. I figured it out. I've solved the case. And I love it. Everyone looks at him like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. I just love the back and forth of that. It was good. That it's whole really little good. section. Even though, like, I don't like the way they they have Gordon in here, I really like that little back and forth because he's like, just tell me. What do you mean? You tell me. You have us. And it was almost like a um, like a slapstick thing. It was very who's on first. Right. Um, so I liked it. I liked an homage. And then they have, you know, noise outside. What's going on? You go that way. And somehow Todd ends up in the jacket, in the fur jacket yes. that Gordon's wearing because they have this weird little fight. And somehow they switch. They run in the room and block it. And Dirk's like, I know what this is. It's a time machine. Here, hold on. And that's how it is. Yes. What do you mean it's a time machine? What are you talking about? And he, like, pulls the switch. Mm-hmm. And that's how that one ended. And it was just not what I expected at all. No. But then I had no idea how they were going to explain what happened in the first episode if there wasn't some sort of weird... Right. Time travel. You saw yourself very tiny-wimey. Very tiny-wimey. Absolutely. And I love that you found out, and you said that it was actually based on... On a uh, Doctor Who episode that Douglas Adams wrote. So, again, Douglas Adams had written early episodes, so maybe they didn't really take 11 off of yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe eleven was very Dirk Gently. I mean, this is I love that. I feel like our lives right now are tiny limey. <laughs> very connected, and, <laughs> and well, it's British. I mean, everyone there's twelve people over there, and they all know each other, and they're all in the same movies. And uh, that's true. So it's always like that. All right, so I know that was kind of crazy and all over, but that's kind of how this episode was. I mean, it really was. And time travel. Okay. Whoa. Alright, so if you want to contact us, zip on over to fangirlzone.com, hit our contact page, you'll have everything you need, and we want to hear from you. Like we've said multiple times, just wants to know about your fanfic. We, mm-hmm. If you have, like, fan drawings and you want us to post it, we'll totally post it if you if you want us to. Like, I am not opposed to that sort of thing. <laughs> so you like fan art? We do. But so, you know what? That's because some fan art is so flippin' amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I know Mike Lachlan has actually posted some that you guys have sent him up, you know, from the Rowdy 3, mm-hmm. so it's really impressive. And then there's me and my stick figure, so, you know, not oh. as impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, so for this episode, episode 6 of Dirt Gently, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And Jess. And until next time. <laughs>